Welcome to this episode of the Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Tawanda Coles, and I'm so excited today to be joined by my special guest, uh, Pastor Jeff and Lady Ariel Morton of the Israel Life Church in Baltimore City. Welcome to uh, Pastor Jeff and Lady A. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having us. We're so glad to be here today. Yeah, we're grateful. It's an honor to be before you today. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I'm so excited. Um, I'm excited about the opportunity to talk to you guys uh, as we are entering the month of February. And we uh, recognize how many couples there are serving in ministry. So I want to uh, share with our uh, listeners today what it looks like for you guys as a kingdom couple to balance marriage and ministry. We've been talking on this season of the Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast about kingdom excellence. And it has been what we've been tracking through all season is that at the at the core of kingdom excellence is simply this, the heart to serve. At the core of kingdom excellence is the heart to serve. So before we dive into our conversations, I want our listeners to get just a glimpse into who Jeff and Lady A, who they are. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Okay. Um, yes, I'm Lady A. I am a licensed clinical social worker um, and a mental health therapist um, and now a first lady. I'm a mother of three and a wife of this lovely guy here. Um, <laughs> um, we recently started started a ministry and we're in full-time ministry now. So um, just kind of working through the transitional things um, with that. But that's a brief snapshot of me. Yeah. Likewise, I'm a, I'm a, a husband um, <laughs> of this wonderful, beautiful woman that I'm sitting next to. I am a father of, of three that are three years old and younger. <laughs> um, I am um, a, an owner and a fitness trainer of a gym in downtown Baltimore, uh, where my wife and I share a, a location together. She has an outpatient mental health clinic and I have a gym. And I'm also a pastor of a non-denominational Pentecostalism church. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's a little bit about us. Yeah. I, I love it. I think one of the things that you you guys have a full life. I mean, and when I say full, full life, you both have your um your your professional practices from fitness to mental health. And I just wanna I I just wanna zero in on something Pastor Jeff just said. You have three children under the age of three. Yes? Yeah, three and under. Three and under. And Oh my goodness. And you talk to us a little bit real quick though. You, you pastor, um, Israel life church in Baltimore city. How long have you been pastoring? Since I've been, uh, preaching, let's just say I started preaching in October Mm -hmm. in 2021. And I became ordained the pastor of that same church in November 14th. So I've been officially ordained the pastor November 14th, but I literally took the church over on October. Yeah. I think that was third or something like that, that month. Early October. Um, and, uh, and took it over with no experience, no um, the- theology degree, no anything. Um, it was just 
a call and we took it. So I, I want to, and, and, and I just want to give our listeners in terms of kind of just showing the landscape and the dynamic of Pastor Jeff and Lady A and what they've been, what they've, um, what they have on their plate. But Pastor Jeff, please clarify, you've been preaching long before October, 2021, sir. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. So, I mean, you know, so that's always, you know, it's funny when people are successful in life, right? They always tell you something cliche, like, but God, they never give you the details, right? You, uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Well, no, I, 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 um, I, I knew I was called to preach or pastor when I was five years of age, just a kind of quick mm. version. And then um, when God really uh, saved my soul, my life um, is when I was very, uh, very interested in, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and so I've been saved. I've been in theological schools. I've, I have credits. I just never finished. So um, <laughs> so I have credits. But as it pertains to um, becoming a pastor, I never had titles, right? I, mm. I never was an ordained minister, right? I never was an ordained minister. I was never ordained anything. I went from literally being um, one of the leaders of the men's ministry to pastor. Mm-hmm. Now, that's literal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what, what I'm hearing is... You know, um, when you have a call on your life and there is an assignment and when your grace gifts that the Lord placed in us are in operation, I really don't think we need all of those trimmings, quite honestly, because when the anointing is in full operation and God has his favor and hand upon you, he will make room for you to do what it is that he's called you to do. And it is evident that you all are walking in your kingdom purpose. You are doing what God has called you to do. Uh, and I'm so excited about that. As we talk about kingdom excellence, I'd like to get your perspectives. When you hear that phrase, what does that mean to you? I'll start with you, Lady A. What does When you hear kingdom excellence, what does that mean to you? Kingdom excellence. That means operating from a level of excellence within the kingdom, the way we love, the way we give. Um, I guess increasing our knowledge, um, sharpening ourselves, but just doing things from a space of excellence. Obviously, we're not excellent, but striving to be and to reflect Christ in all that we're doing. That's good. That's good. Pastor Jeff? Um, I think kingdom excellence is obedience. Oh, good. Good. Um, You know, God blessed us in the beginning. He said, be fruitful, be, you know, multiply, replenish, and subdue. all of that, if you can really read that text and really get the context from the spiritual realm, yeah. God is really uh, giving us permission. He's blessing us to expand the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so the excellent, the excellence piece, right, is your ability to be available uh or to be obedient to what he says. And I think that if we can do that, you know, it's funny. Um, when you think about success, um, I think that we all oftentimes, we think of money and we think of the results. You know, we don't think of the process. Right. But if, if it, when it comes to success, the result is God's business, not our, it's, and it's this, how, 
the thing manifests is God's business. Right. Yeah. Our business is just do obeying and do what he says to us right. to do. So it's it's interesting, you know, you have people today wondering why they don't have all of the, you know, uh, Instagram likes or the Facebook likes, or they don't have the money when they start playing the comparison traps. But none of that's your business. What's your business is being about the yeah. father's business. Yeah. That's kingdom, that's kingdom excellence because any the result of that is his business. Yeah. I love that. I don't want to go into I a preach because I will. Because yeah. I will go into Yeah, no, no, no. I I hear the preach in your voice. I hear the preach in your voice, Pastor. I, <laughs> I did it yesterday. I'm not doing it today. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And and I love the fact that you mentioned the that. And and here's what I love about your perspectives is that as we define, have been defining what kingdom excellence looks like this season, um, having the, uh, the ability to serve, I love that you mentioned it is about obedience, doing what God has called us to do and not being so concerned about what the outcome is. That's God's business, right? We now. are to focus and simply do what it is he has called us to do. I pray the listeners leaned into that revelation right there because that's good. We should yeah. focus on making sure we are doing what it is that God has called us to do. Amen. So I want to talk a little bit about how, you know, my husband and I are blessed to be able to serve in ministry together. And we've been serving in ministry together for a number of years. And prior to you all uh, going into the pastorate, you both were serving in ministry together, right? And but it seems that it's it's kind of um, become compounded now that you have the title pastor and first lady. Yeah, so we were serving <laughs> together, but separate. I mean, no, I'm just, I want your listeners to understand. She went from a person that served on the front line praise and worship to being a first lady. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. went from being one of the leaders of the men's ministry to become the pastor. I just need you to understand that when the Bible says that your gifts will make room for you, just because it doesn't go by man's structure, doesn't mean that it's not purposed. It, it it reminds me of the movie Karate Kid. I think it was a movie that came out in the 80s where when this kid who was getting bullied went to this, uh, this Asian uh, karate fighter and he asked, could he learn, Mr. Miyagi was the character, mm -hmm. he asked, could, could, I, could you teach me how to fight, teach me karate, teach me that stuff. And when he was teaching him the stuff, he didn't take him through schools. He didn't take him through man's, what you would think is the right way to go to get to a certain place. He showed him how to wash cars. He showed him how to uh, uh, paint fences, <laughs> right? He showed them all. And all of these techniques was really techniques on not only showing him how to fight, but also to be responsible. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And. What I'm what I'm what I'm trying to show you was if you came to our ordination or if you came to the day that our pastor told the leadership that he that the Lord called my wife and I to pastor, 
people looked at looked at him crazy. They're like, who, what, like where they come from? But one of the things that he said was powerful is he says that I hired Jeff to be my trainer back in 2015. And you all thought, and he thought I was hiring him to be my trainer for me to get in shape. No, I was doing that to see if this is who God wanted to be the next pastor. And I was there to mentor him. So you think that he was supposed to go to Harvard Bible College? No, I personally trained this. While everybody thought he was training me. No, 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 no. I was grooming him and I was being obedient to what the Lord was telling We've me. We've served together in certain capacities. I've been, I was at the church since I was a child. So I've served in different capacities when I was there. But us as a unit, this is the first time we're kind of doing it completely together. Um, but okay. we like volunteered on some of the same ministries, but still different. She, um, it was like, uh, if you ever, you ever look at, you know, the, the two people who may have crushes on one another in school and one's going one way, the other one's going the other way. And it's like, yo, can maybe we can see each other at recess today or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's how it we went down, Pastor Joe. That's, that's the way we serve. <laughs> Hopefully I can see you at recess. <laughs> Listen, so I I love the chemistry that you guys have. It is it is evident that love abounds between the t- the two of you. I want to talk about and and I'm so glad, Lady A. I'm going to pull on your um, mental health profession here to talk about how do you all balance marriage and ministry how do you make sure that as you check in first with yourself that lady a is good you know like i'm not talking about the mom i'm not talking about the counselor or the therapist i'm not talking about the first lady of the church i'm not talking about pastor jeff's wife how do you safeguard and ensure that you as a person are good. How do you do that with all that you have going on on your plate? So full transparency, it's still a bit of a work in progress. Okay, that's Um, good. That's good. But how do I do it? I try to be really intentional with myself, Um, you know, checking in with myself. I journal. So I do write quite a bit um, just to kind of get my thoughts out on paper and really check in intentionally, like, okay, how am I feeling in this aspect of life? How am I feeling with this aspect? You know, because a lot of changes have happened at once, really. I mean, we got married in 2017 and then it was like, you know, got a house, cars, babies, you know, ministry, and it's just been like a whirlwind. So I've been very intentional with just checking in with myself to see where I am Um, and really not just checking in, but sitting with what I feel like sitting with the anxiety, kind of leaning into it to a degree. Um, and every season with the newness of it comes a different level of vulnerability and um, kind of leaning into that because it's uncomfortable um, for me, for sure. But kind of leaning into it versus pulling away from it. Um, I've just been being intentional about that and giving myself grace in every space and not pressuring myself in any way with any aspect of it and leaning on God to, you know, guide and direct and um, just making sure my prayer life is on point and that I have that intimate time with God so that I can find peace um, because it's a lot. It's a good lot, but it's a lot. 
you just unpacked a lot of things. One, making sure that your prayer time is on point. Like I pray that the listeners who are who are um, in listening to this conversation really catch that. You know, we've talked about, especially if you are serving in ministry um, with your spouse, whether or not you serve in ministry with your spouse or not, having your prayer life on point is is always the way to go. But if you are serving in ministry with someone that you are in relationship with, sometimes, you know, and I'm learning this, the lines can be blurred a little bit. You know what I'm saying? In terms of how can we need to separate church business from when we come home, like when we come home, like those boundaries. And, but I think where we start is having that foundation, that prayer life, making sure God, I'm checking in first with you because I want to make sure that I'm okay. Having that space and allowing the grace that rests on your life to be in full operation. And I love what you said that there's no pressure. There's, there's no pressure. You don't have to conform to the way other first ladies are. No, you are free to be you. You are free to flow the way God has called you to. Uh, And and I love that. I'd, I'd like to talk and expound on that thought in terms of the boundaries that you've set in terms of, listen, you know, Monday nights are off limit for us, Jeff, because, you know, maybe there's not a time where he's passed. Like Mondays <laughs> are off limit. It's just right. Jeff and Ariel right now. How do you how do you make sure you safeguard those times? Yeah, it's so process, it's definitely work, work a work in progress, in progress um, again. <laughs> but we are trying to be a lot more intentional with our date nights. Um, so we know that we, when we do those date nights, we're not on our phones or really tapping into, um, ministry. But again, the work in progress part is that it's all new. And because we're still building the infrastructure and kind of, um, getting enough space where we can delegate a lot of the building, we have to be very much involved in. Um, so the boundaries are important as far as, okay, after this time, we're not doing ministry stuff. We're not taking ministry calls. We're just focused. You know, but then we do have personal relationships with some people that we serve with, too. So just being intentional with them as well about the boundaries that we have, obviously, in love. But it's a challenge. It's a definite challenge. Um, You know, um, I'm pretty good with putting boundaries in place, but it's also a sensitivity that comes with it. Um, with my husband because this is new and I know that in certain ways he's growing and developing and kind of finding you know his way that he studies and the way that he wants to do things so while we're building it up there's still patience on my side and understanding that this is new for us and we're figuring it out you know so having boundaries but right now I want to say kind of soft boundaries um, when it comes to us because we're evolving and growing together and as individuals and it's going to look different um you know, then someone else's situation might. So it takes, you know, patience, but a level of intentionality at the same time. Yeah, I think um, everything that she says is just on point. I want to say something to your listeners. I think for me, it's very important, specifically as a marriage, that you marry someone that you both understand one another. I mean, you know, you can have googly eyes for one another. All that attract, all that's cool. 
But if you don't understand who you're with, you're going to have major problems. I think my wife, uh, she has really four kids. Um, I say that I say that in a and not in a disrespectful way to my manhood or to my headship. I say that in the framework of my wife takes care of me. Mm. Uh, I married a mental health therapist. And she and and I say that uh, I didn't know she was a mental health therapist when I married her, but I'm saying um, I married a mental health therapist because, so she understands all the science, right, of boundaries, and she understands all the science behind protecting the mind and all of these things. Um, so she, because she understands these things, she also has taken the time and the, and been intentional of understanding me. And because she understands me, um, she she allows me to have certain freedoms to really find myself in this realm. So let me get specific. My wife knows that pastoring has been my calling. She knows that I'm going to say this. And, and you can correct me because you have a better English. You you're, can translate English better than oh me. You're more articulate. But yeah. she understands that my purpose is something that sometimes I can overlook even our marriage. Mm. That I'm so purpose driven that even the responsibilities of my marriage can become something that becomes overlooked. I want to talk to somebody and be real. Mm -hmm. I just want to be real. That's all I can keep it. Mm -hmm. And because of that, what she has done as my wife is she's created rails for me so that I don't dive off the deep end and become so tyrannical in my purpose that I forget about my responsibilities. Ooh, I say on. that because when people pray for blessings, you have to be careful when you play, pray for blessings because blessings is a responsibility. You see people, so let me just be materialistic for example, right? You want the nice car? We got the nice car. The nice car is not only expensive, it's expensive to maintain. You, do you know the tire on that Mercedes Benz? The tire change on that Range Rover, dude, that's $700, dude. And you roll up in there talking about changing my tire, and you think it's going to be $200. They say $700, and you in front of all those people like, what? You can't say what. You got to give them for a tire. What are you saying? I'm saying that when you pray for these blessings and when God trusts you and believes you can manage these blessings, he'll give it to you because he trusts that you not only you will not only be responsible and you will not only take care of it, but he's trusting that you will expand. You will build. You will grow it. God, and the crazy thing is God only gives seed. He don't give you a full grown thing. Jesus didn't come into the earth as full grown. Jesus came in as a seed and he grew. And my point is just, just to, just to stay in context. My wife, has been how she's been handling it 
which I applaud her is because what she's done is she's put me before herself. And, but, but I'm going to flip that for a second. She's really put herself before us and the kids. Let me tell you how, because she's taking care of herself first, psychologically. She's trained herself to know that my husband is not God. So I am not going to treat him as such or expect God behavior from him. I'm going to, I'm going to expect this man to be my husband. And the things that I need God for, I'm going to go to God for. And the things that I need my husband for, I'm going to go to my husband for. And I appreciate that because it's so easy when I was dating to be entangled with people who saw the anointing and they depended on the the, the anointing. And I, and I was getting drained by these female <laughs> Entities, I, right? <laughs> and I'm like, you can't be the one because you're draining me. I married a woman that sees me as I am and sees where I'm going. And I'm so thankful that she trusted God enough to say, I'm going to jump aboard this, but I am going to fulfill my responsibilities and make sure I maintain him because it is my job that he makes it to heaven. And it is my job as a husband to make sure she makes it to heaven. I know that we're going off light, but I just want to talk to the people who are hearing. Marriage is an earthly thing. There is no giving in marriage in heaven. Sorry. I'm sorry, sorry to bust your bubble, but when we get to heaven, is no giving in marriage. That only happens here on earth, which means that God saw it fit before the foundation of earth to give me a partner and vice versa for her to have a partner to ensure that we have a balance to make to fulfill all the kingdom expansion on this earth and that we both have an account when we go into glory. So I really honor my wife. Because she, like anybody, I mean, look, it's hard to be married to me because I am purpose driven. We're in a we're in a uh, in a church, and you would think it was a turnkey. Our church is not a turnkey. I got more people uh, dropping their membership than joining, because it was never a turnkey church. We are still trying to find a location. We had no location. When I when I took over the church, we had no church. We had no location, but we had a flock. <laughs> Hallelujah. And some people, <laughs> and some people who who go into to, to, to ministry, they have no flock but a but a building. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. had no building, but a we were doing them in tents. And people, 150 people were coming out in droves hearing me preach my head off. And my wife understood the zeal, the desire, the purpose of me, of me being in my office, being in my call. And she supported it, even if it meant that I'm not coming to bed with her on a Friday, Saturday night, because I wanted to be before the Lord and because I I needed to prepare that message before Sunday. 
and 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 I do my due diligence, my best to try to come up at four o'clock, four a.m. just to make sure that there was a warm body there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hear you. But I hear you. she understanding. She's under in the beginning. Now I'm bringing my butt to bed. I'm like, baby, why aren't you home? Well, I thought you needed all night to study. No, God gonna have to figure this out tomorrow. <laughs> but but it took time for me to figure mm-hmm. out that. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was me. It's my responsibility to study, but it's God's. It's 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 on me allowing God's ability to deliver. Yes, that's it. And I had to realize that this is my first responsibility. This is actually the wax on, the wax off. This is actually right. the painting right. the gate. Mm-hmm. This is the Mr. Mm-hmm. Miyagi workout. This oh, is my good. first ministry. Yes, that's good, Pastor Jeff. Yeah. And once I understood that this is it, but she, but this is the blessing. This is the blessing. This is the precipice of our marriage. My wife has always given me room to figure that stuff out. Mm-hmm. She never, my wife never put a rope on me and say, no, this is it. This is, she always like, okay, baby, I'm praying. She's always allowed me to drive off the road to a degree where she knows that enough where the Lord will say, okay. And, and where I would come back and she would just smile and be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she never commands me. She never gets on me. Mm-hmm. She always gives me space to find my place. And I have to honor her for that because I know probably a majority of wives would never go for what she allows me to do. But I know that she trusts the God that's in me. And she, and, and I believe, you know, I believe a lot of it is therapeutic Jedi mind tricks. So (laughs) (laughs) listen, listen, let me tell y'all something. I've been over here at this mic quiet and gleaning because Pastor Jeff, you dropped a whole lot about the way Lady A gives you space. And I pray that the wives were listening because I know how sometimes we can get as women, right? You know how we can get Lady (laughs) A, you know how we can get. And what he, he says so many things that I just want to touch on really quickly, how he, he mentioned your intentionality really echoed your intentionality about making sure that you're good first, right? And then giving him the space to do what God has called him to do. He, and I love the way that you said, she does not command me, right? She doesn't command me. She gives me space to do what God has called me to do. And how your marriage focus is to help her get to heaven and how to help him get to heaven. Because you're right. There is no giving of marriage in heaven. That is, that is an earthly thing. Right. Right. And I love how, you know, maybe there is benefits Pastor Jeff to marrying a a mental health therapist. Come on in here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's certainly benefits. Hell, Elder Rob, go ahead and get get licensed. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. I mean, because the way you just really walk through, and I just pray that the listeners leaned into that. That was some great advice, and we're going to capture 
those um, nuggets in the show notes. So be sure to look in the show notes, guys, uh, for those nuggets. I love how you mentioned that it is a work in progress. And I think that's what we all need to learn to understand. We're not going to arrive. I don't care if you've been married for uh, 45 years, 60 years, and five years. It is a work in progress. And it's going to look different for everybody based on where they are in their journey. And I think when it comes to advice uh, for couples that are in marriage who are also doing ministry that that you guys give margin for each other you know you don't you know always you recognize his purpose you respect that but you also give him the space when he needs to be jeff period you know and give him that space and cover him and allow him to to ex- express those frustrations and to be vulnerable knowing that my husband needs me as his wife right now. He doesn't need me as the Amen. first lady of the church. You know, like, I need my wife. I just want to talk to my wife. I'm having some, you know, I'm like struggling. I'm mad. You know, they, they make right. me mad, you know, but I want to want to have that space. And it is just beautiful uh, when we talk about being in relationship with people. And I think, um, Pastor Jeff, you said something very key in terms of you need to know each other. You need to know what it is you're getting into somebody that can align with the kingdom purpose on your life, because you don't want somebody trying to go in the opposite direction. Uh, And I think that's advice for people who are dating, who desire to be married. Pray and ask the Lord to align you with someone who can help you fulfill your kingdom purpose in the earth. Someone who will help you walk that out so that the both of you can serve together in ministry. I absolutely love it. Oh my goodness. Let me say this before you go to the next question. Um, Yep. um, I want to say this um, to your hearers, to your listeners, you know, um, I've been married before and maybe we'll go down that, that rabbit hole later in this conversation, but I've been married before, so I understood the shame and the pain and the guilt and the failure that comes along with a divorce. Um, when my wife and I got married, as a matter of fact, when we were dating, um, I remember my wife was so intentional of getting to know who I am and not trying to mold or shape me into the character that she saw on TV, because y'all know y'all do that. Um, you know, I ain't Will Smith, right? I ain't none. Of, you know, I'm not Michael B. Jordan. Denzel. Nobody. I'm not Denzel. <laughs> I'm none of those are characters, right? Um, she was so intentional about getting to know who I am, right, and what I like and what I do. And uh, I remember we were um, we were walking through a store, and I was looking at this was uh, I think this was I was walking through store. I was looking at I think some video games or something. I think she was looking for clothes. And I, you know, how men go through the electronics while the women are getting their mm-hmm. clothes and makeup. And I was looking at some video games. And I think, and my wife was like, well, at the time we were dating and she, she was like, uh, you play, uh, she was like, you play video games. I said, I used to, when I was married, I said, when I was married before I used to play video games and my ex-wife used to talk about me. So I got rid of it. She was like, you got rid of it boy. And she took out her, her pocketbook and bought the system. I, to this day, 
I, I'm, I like that to this day. I still have the system and and it, it it's become my outlet. So I don't go to the strip bar. I don't go have a drink. I don't have a cigar. I don't go out with friends. I don't flirt. I don't surf Instagram or Facebook. You know, I'll go down and I'll go in my alter ego and I'll put 2K20 on and my <laughs> wife knows where I'm at. She knows I'm in the house and she bought the system. She buys the games. I, this is what I'm saying to you. Like, she's like, babe, and, and she'll play with me sometimes. Like she bought games for her and I to play. <laughs> so well, crazy. Listen, lady, hey, wait a minute. Hold up. You make it. Listen, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. It's like, my wife was intentional about coming into my world. Like, it's like, baby, you know, what sports you like? And I was like football and basketball. And she was like, could you teach me? So, wow. I, so I, I'm playing on a flag football team for an outlet. And she's like, <clears throat> when I started dating her, I stopped playing it. And she said, why'd you stop playing it? I said, because I want to spend more time with you. And she was like, no. I don't want you to stop doing anything because of me. I want you to keep doing it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to sign up. And she started playing flag football with me. Didn't know rules. Couldn't catch a, couldn't catch a, couldn't catch a cold. Look, couldn't catch a cold. Yeah. I can't play a couple short passes. I can't some short passes. My wife couldn't play me. And I was fast. She was super fast. We had to hand the ball off to her. But my point is, it was important for her to really get inside of my world mm -hmm. and know how my world works. Yeah. And, and, and believe it or not, <clears throat> her sacrifice made me interested in looking at some of her, excuse me, <clears throat> look at some of her Tyler Perry stuff. I, you know, her look, <laughs> you know, rubbing, if loving you is wrong. Right, and, right, and, right. And, and before you know it, before I, before you know it, my best friend now that watches the game and cuddles up with me and don't know a rule, don't know a first down from a 15-yard penalty. I be trying, though, y'all. I be trying. To, 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 to quiet and who's winning, who we, who we going for, to all of a sudden she turned TV to the half and the half nights. I'm like, who is that? And why is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And here go these Jedi mind tricks again, fellas. Right? And, and, but but she knows she got to know who I am and didn't mm. criticize me or clown me on what other people like. Yo, man, play video games? Yeah, but he ain't playing with somebody else's wife. Hey, oh, he part. ain't. Hey, oh, he that ain't, part right there. What? Right, he he ain't he ain't out, you know, uh 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 smoking somebody stuff that that you that ain't good for his health. He ain't out here getting fat. Excuse my language for those who may be struggling with obesity. But my husband's at home, and mm -hmm. he's doing things that he enjoy, and I endorse it. He ain't flirting, and he ain't doing something that you know that would be demeaning to our family, and yeah. it's something that we all as a family can enjoy. And I really, honey, I appreciate you for that. And I thank God for you because you never shamed me. You never uh, 
tried to mold me. All you tried, all you've done is sat back and allowed the gift to make room. Oh, that's good. That's good. Let me tell y'all, you, you learned me today, Lady A. Okay. <laughs> because I mean, I just love, and I just thank God. I just thank God for his wisdom in having this conversation because you, you all brought out things that I would not have even known to really think about and how important it is, the things that you shared, how it just goes so well with the idea of balancing marriage and ministry, giving your spouse a safe place to be themselves where you didn't, you wanted him to engage in those outlets right? And you wanted to come alongside and let him know like, hey, I want to join in this with you. I don't want to take anything away, away from you. And as a wife, you know, we have to learn how to step into those things. I mean, you know, I know we've used the sports analogy because Pastor Jeff likes sports and sounds like you, Lady A, like sports too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I think even if it's not the sports analogy, I think the lesson here is this to those who are listening. Find what it is your spouse enjoys to do yes. and then encourage them to do that. Yes. Give them space yes. to do that and not not yes. cause any shame if they want to play the video game. Let them play the video game because to your point, Pastor Jeff, your wife knows where you are. There is no no worry as to where he is, who he's with, what he's doing, because you've given him space and room to have that outlet without guilt, without shame. I absolutely love that. Let me tell y'all that's listening. Y'all, I'm telling you, y'all should have leaned in to that their conversation because they dropped some major, major nuggets. So listen, I want to shift really quickly into a segment I want to call think fast, right? So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I don't want you to think too too long about it. It's going to be just quick um, responses to let us know a little bit more about Jeff and Lady A. So here's the first question. When you, um, when you go on vacation, what's your ideal way to spend your vacation? Lady A, what's the ideal way to spend your vacation? With him. No matter where we are, spending the time with him is, you know, it doesn't even matter the location. It's more of, I guess, getting away, but just having that intimacy and quiet time just with us, um, you know, not having the children, not having the noise of everything else going on in our lives, just to be together somewhere else. Be together somewhere else. All right, Pastor Jeff, if you could travel to any country in the world for one month, where would you go? That's a good question. God. I know where you would go. Where I go. Where would he? Oh, yes, indeedy. We'll go to Europe. <laughs> we'll go to Europe. Europe. We'll, go to, we'll go to Paris. We'll okay. stay in Paris, France. Yes, indeedy. Oh, yes. We could. Yeah, oh, we, yes. we live there. Right. Yeah, we stay. IRL. IRL. <laughs> we started. We started a ministry there. We started. You're gonna get, you already listen. 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 They're trying to. They're gonna be international. Um, Israel Life yes. Church oh. is gonna be international with their first plant in Paris. Paris. <laughs> That's what they're gonna oh, do. Paris. Yes. Paris like that. Yes. So yes. listen. Oh. What luxury do you enjoy treating yourself to? What luxury do you enjoy treating yourself to? Hmm. 
I like to get massages. Oh, yeah. 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 I love to get massages, actually. Yeah. Pastor Jeff, is there a luxury that you like really? to treat yourself to? No? I tell you, I tell you, I, I'm a I'm a foodsy. Okay. But so, since I've turned, I'm turning 42 here soon. I, food just makes uh, certain foods now just doesn't agree with me anymore. So my pleasures has become pain. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the over 40 club, Pastor Jeff. Oh my God! <laughs> the, the pleasure, the Ooh. pleasure has become pain. Oh my goodness! Uh, it's horrible. Oh my I, goodness! I mean, so I mean, it doesn't the the lust for them doesn't go away. Yeah. It just becomes painful when you consume it. You can't really enjoy it, right? Yeah, no, I follow. I follow. Last question. What is the most ambitious thing you've attempted? The most ambitious thing you've attempted? Pastoring. Pastoring, yeah. Yeah. Lady A? I guess this will be it, but I was going to say um Marriage. No, that marriage. I was going to say starting this outpatient mental health clinic is probably, I'm going to have to say, yeah, that's the most ambitious. ambitious. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. So I, I have two final questions and I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. God knows I have. Um, you guys have really blessed my heart today and I myself am going to go back when I listen to the replay and take my own notes uh, because you all really shared some amazing information with us today and I pray that the kingdom couples that are listening whether you've been married uh, for an extensive period of time whether you are dating your newlyweds um, it's just so uh, imperative that we recognize the need to really uh, focus on making sure that our spouses are in a good space. And that's, you know, that's how we balance marriage and ministry. So last question, two questions here. First question is, tell us, I'm, I believe leaders are learners. Tell us what you're reading. Um, so I'm reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. I love her. Um, and that book is really about vulnerability. Um, and I mm-hmm. that's the space that I'm in, in this space and other spaces. I'm just in a really vulnerable space. But it talks about leaning into it, like I said earlier, versus pulling away from it. Because my natural response would be to pull away from things that make me uncomfortable. Um, but obviously, when there is a call and there's a purpose, that's not something I can just pull away from. you know. So it's a book more about leaning into it in a lot of different ways. And then I'm reading um, The Emotional, I think it's called The Emotionally Healthy Leader. Um, So it's really good because I think a lot of times, you know, people lead and bleed and don't necessarily do the individual healing work. So as you're serving God's people, even if your intent is good, um, you're pouring some of that out on other people. So it's important that, you know, you're healthy yourself individually before you go out into the world and, um, you know, spread the good news of Jesus. Both great resources, Lady A, both great resources. Pastor Jeff, what are you reading? I'm reading a lot of Bible. Okay. <laughs> no, but um, um, outside of the, I mean, I just so you all know, I mean, you know, a pastor's reading schedule, spe- specifically mine, is it's intense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just so you know, and I'm going to tell you the book here in a minute, but you know, I'll read, I'll take a book from the Bible. I'll read it for 10 days, 10, 10 times. Well, I'll read it five times a day for 10 days, a particular chapter 
of a book of a Bible, right? Just to mm-hmm, get that, mm-hmm. just to get all the juice of that particular text in me. Then I also go through a devotional. And none of this is sermon prep. Then God will give me a sermon. So then I got to study that, unpack that. So that takes hours of just reading and studying. So I have to find middle of the night <laughs> my, while my daughter, my eight-month-old is chirping. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I can't find a way, you know, but again, that takes hours, but I've been reading mere Christianity by CS Lewis. Right. Okay. And I find this book very interesting. And, and, uh, for me, because you're taking somebody who is an intellectual. Now I'm a very emotional, but practical preacher. So in other words, I have a lot of energy to my, to my talk, but my, my messages are very practical. I usually give my my parishioners, my, our hearers, uh, a homework. I give them practice to do, and I charge them with doing mm-hmm. it because I want to make sure that our church is not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Amen. That's what Amen. we're here to do. We're a church Amen. without walls. Not we're not just meant to just come in there with our halos, but take your halos out there and mm-hmm. be a blessing to the people out there. Um, but C.S. Lewis is an intellectual. He was an atheist at one time. And to hear how an atheist, into a, a former atheist intellectual convey the, the uh, Christendom is very inspiring, inspiring. And it gives me tools because I really believe that God did not call me to just a Christian people. Right. He called me to a, a world. Mm-hmm of non-believers and I want to be able to talk to them and give them their language and connect to them the way Jesus was able to connect to them. Amen. So yeah, mere Christianity. Mere Christianity. C.S. Lewis. I love it. Um, And we will, to those who are listening, we'll be sure to get links to those resources, those books inside of the show notes. If people want to connect with you, Pastor Jeff, Lady A, let us know how folks can get uh, in touch with you. Where are you on the social platforms? Um, so Instagram, I am at Mrs. Ariel Morton, and he is J. Morton One. Um, for my business page, it's at the Rhythm of Peace, and we provide individual, family, couples, um, counseling and therapy, life groups. We got life coaches, whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can find someone who can connect you. Um, and we do have, yeah, we have um, Israel Life Church is our church, Instagram and Facebook at Israel Life Church. Awesome. One L. And if you want to go to our website, we're IsraelLife.com. One L. That's one L. Israel, just so you guys know, Israel, we're playing on the words. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not Israel, right? Mm-hmm. We're Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're real church. We're real God, real, real people. Um, a real connection. Real connection. And that is I-S-R-E-A-L-I-F-E dot com. I love it. Thank you for clarifying that. And we'll put make sure we get that in the show notes as well. I love it. Final question today, Pastor Jeff, Lady A, how can those listening pray for you? Keep praying for our marriage. I would mm. say pray for our, you know, um, the church belongs to God. Um, but our marriage um, also belongs to God. But this this is more valuable than anything, uh, because at the end of the day, um, this is where the church begins with this. This is the church. Yeah. 
This is the church and everything out there outside of it is a manifestation or a multiplication or an extension of that. So right. pray for our marriage, pray for our children. Uh, our children are our most prized possessions for now until they, you know, obviously move out. But they for, still will be. <laughs> they will be. They, that's they, mama. The, you guys have three beautiful kingdom purpose little people. Um, and you guys, they are just so, they're precious. And I, it's already evident how the Lord is um, allowing you guys to raise them in the fear of the Lord. So uh, to those who are listening, let's continue to pray for the marriage of Pastor yes, Jeff please. and Lady A. Um, I, again, am so honored to have had this conversation, to have invested this time with you. You guys have blessed my heart. Um, I thank God for your time and your ministry of friendship. So on that mm-hmm. note, I want to say thank you. And to thank those you. who are listening, we'll see you next month. God bless God you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you so much for listening and for coming along with me as we explore what it means to operate in the spirit of kingdom excellence. If you enjoyed what you've heard, and it is my prayer that you did, do me a favor, tell other kingdom leaders you know about this space and encourage them to subscribe and follow wherever you're listening. It's been my privilege to share a few minutes of your day talking about what it means to operate in the spirit of kingdom excellence. Be sure to check the show notes from today's episode for ways to stay connected with me. And remember, if excellence is important to God, it should be important to you. Until next time, may God bless you.